Welcome to the Comic Web Superman Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we bring you an exciting radio episode from the early years of the Man of Steel. The Comic Web sells old time radio programs and comic books. Comic Web also offers two other podcasts. One is a variety of old time radio programs, and the other is a video podcast of old movie serial cliffhangers. You can find them on our website, comicweb.com, or just type Comic Web into iTunes and you should find them. Now just sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Superman. Thank you. Kellogg's Pep, the super delicious cereal, presents the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman. And today, at the conclusion of Clark Kent's amazing story of the planet Krypton... Lois Lane and Perry White are eager to question him. We'll join them in a moment. But right now, let's hear from our good friend, Dan McCullough. Well, Pep Gang, another Wednesday rolls around. And boy, have I got big Kellogg's Pep news for you today. It's about that exciting new sundial wristwatch that Kellogg's Pep has had made especially for you to enjoy. No kidding, it's really a honey. It's about the size of the usual wristwatch with a regular strap for your wrist. It's made of real aluminum, shiny and bright, and you can tell the time by the sun. Now, in case you didn't know it, Pet Gang, telling time by the sun is nearly as old as the hills, and uh, sundials have been used for thousands of years. That's why you'll get such a kick out of having your own modern-style sundial wristwatch. This beautiful instrument lies flat on your wrist until you're ready to use it. Then it's so easy to use. You just lift the shadow hand or pointer and aim it due north. See where the sun casts the pointer's shadow on the dial. Wherever the shadow lands, that's the hour of the day. What swell sport you can have playing games with a gang, or when you're on hikes or out in a boat, or anywhere in the sun you may be. Now, here's how you can get this real sundial wristwatch. Just send two box tops marked top from packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep, along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address, clearly printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. I'll repeat that. Send two box tops marked top from packages of super delicious Kellogg's Pep, along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. Don't let the other kids get theirs first. Send in tonight for your sundial wristwatch. And now, the adventures of Superman. When Dr. Whistler, head meteorologist of the Metropolis Museum, died, Superman was alarmed because, apart from himself... Only Whistler had known the importance of a meteor, a fragment of the former planet Krypton, which had fallen to Earth about a year ago and was now locked in the museum's vault. Deciding to take Editor Perry White and Lois Lane into his confidence, Superman, in his guise of Clark Kent, told them of the last days of the planet Krypton, where a race of supermen once lived. Knowing the planet was doomed, Jor-El, a brilliant young scientist, had just completed a tiny model of a rocket ship when Krypton began to disintegrate. Placing his infant son in the rocket, Jor-El directed it toward Earth and sent it away just as Krypton exploded into a million fragments. As we continue now, in Clark Kent's apartment, Perry White asks eagerly, The baby in the rocket. It was Superman, wasn't it, Kent? That's right, Chief. The rocket landed in a farmer's field not very far from here. The farmer and his wife rescued the baby and reared him as their own son. They gave him their name and they said... What name, Clark? Clark... Oh, uh, why, he, he, he came to be known as Superman, of course, Lois. Naturally. Clark, how do you know all this? Why, uh, 
<laughs> you, you might say I'm in Superman's confidence, Lois. It's a great story for our Sunday magazine section. Oh, by the way, uh, what happened to the farmer and his wife, Kent? They both died a few years ago. Oh, that's too bad. Well, go ahead, Kent. Well, as we know, Superman has been of invaluable help to us. Time and again, he saved us from injury and, well, even death. You can say that again. Well, therefore, anything that may place him in danger is our concern. Place Superman in danger? Are you kidding? Unfortunately, I'm not, Lois. Well, now, listen. That piece of kryptonite you mentioned is Superman's deadliest enemy. Eh? What did you say? I said that piece of kryptonite is Superman's deadliest enemy. If he comes within ten feet of it, he loses all his strength and powers. Who told you that fantastic story? Kent, are you out of your mind? All right, I don't blame either one of you for doubting me. But unfortunately, my only witness, Dr. Whistler, is dead. He alone could tell you that due to some unexplained chemical or physical action, that the piece of kryptonite, when placed in the Earth's atmosphere, robbed Superman of his strength. You mean that Dr. Whistler tested it on Superman? Yes. That's why he sealed the meteor in his private vault at the museum. Well, now... We were at war then, and Superman was much too valuable to run the risk of placing him in danger. Well, now you know why I turned pale when I read about Whistler's sudden death. I could just see that vault being opened by those who had no knowledge of the meteor's power. And I could see it falling into the hands of Superman's enemies. That's what shocked me. And it still does. Mm, you shouldn't wonder. Clark, you're not... Making this up, are you? Oh, hardly, Lois. As a matter of fact, the only reason I'm telling you the story is because I need your help to destroy that piece of kryptonite forever. If it's not destroyed, Superman may be destroyed. Well, there's only one answer to that. We'll get the museum and the authorities to give the meteor up, take it out into the middle of the ocean, and dump it. Well, if that could be done, Chief, we'll have repaid our debt to Superman. Why not? I've got some influence in this city. As a matter of fact, I'm on the board of directors of the museum. I'll call the chairman first thing in the morning. Well, that'll be wonderful, Chief. Well, what's the matter, Lois? Mm -hmm. Still don't believe what I've told you? Oh, uh, yes, I believe it, all right. I was just thinking about some work I have to do at the office, Clark. I'd better run along. You could use some sleep anyway. Oh, no, I'm fine now. Gee, I'm completely relieved. Well, I'd better be going anyway. You coming, Chief? Yeah, might as well. All right, I'll open the door for you. Now, Lois is right, Kent. You could use a good night's sleep. Yes, I guess so. I'll be getting right into bed. Well, thanks a lot for coming over. Ah, forget it. Well, good night. Good night, Chief. Hi, Lois. Good night, Clark. Vastly relieved and almost a little proud of himself for having been able to tell Lois and Perry White the story without revealing that he is Superman, Clark Kent turns out the living room lights, steps into the bedroom, and is shortly asleep. Hours go by, and a clock in a church steeple not far distant is striking midnight when he is awakened by a raucous voice in the street below. What's that? Hey, Superman in danger. Great Scott, what's he talking hey, about? Up with this window. Hey, Here's boy. Hey. Boy, what hey. paper are you selling? Good Lord. You want one? No, no, never mind. Thank you. Hey, Daily Planet. So that's why Lois said she had to get back to the office. She wanted to catch the last edition with a story. Oh, the fool, the stupid little fool. Doesn't she realize what she's done? Oh, wait a minute. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she didn't print the facts. Oh, I hope that's it. I'll call her at home. What's her number? Oh, yes, yes, I know. Oh, this is terrible. Simply terrible. Hello? Hello, Lois? Yes? 
Kent? Clark Kent. Oh, I thought you were going to bed. Well, I did, but I was awakened by a newsboy shouting an extra. Lois, you didn't print the story I told you, did you? Of course I did. It's sensational. Oh, the press Lois. is still running. But I told you not to let the story go any further, uh, especially the fact that the kryptonite is in the museum vault. I know, but I talked it over with Mr. White, and we decided it was too good to miss. Too Particularly good. since he's going to get that meteor out of the museum the first thing in the morning, and no harm can possibly be done. Don't you realize... Now go back to sleep and forget about you it. You shouldn't have done it, Lois. It was a mistake, a terrible mistake. I don't think so. It's selling a lot of newspapers, and that's what counts. That's not what... Nothing's ca- going to happen, so don't... Don't worry. What? Good night, Clark. Good night, Lois. Returning the telephone receiver to its hook, Clark Kent stares off into space for long moments, hoping against hope that Lois is right, that nothing will happen. But something does. We'll return in a moment to find out what it is and to meet for the first time the most dangerous woman in the world. But first, we have something else important to tell you. Well, still listening, pet gang? Why, that's just fine, because here's more news about that wonderful real sundial wristwatch that Kellogg's Pep is offering you and how you can get one. What a honey this sundial wristwatch is in bright aluminum with a smart strap that keeps it flat on your wrist. Now, it's about as big around as the usual wristwatch, and when you're all set to use it, you merely lift the shadow hand or pointer and aim it due north, being careful to keep the instrument level. The sun casts the shadow of the pointer on the dial, showing the hour of the day. It's a barrel of fun, gang, as well as something really worth having when you're out in the sun, away from any clock, say, uh, on a scout patrol or in the country. I'm sure that you know that sundials have been used for telling time since ancient days when men still believed in witches and ghosts. And this one is a modern, streamlined version. Here's how you can get one. Just send in two box tops marked top from packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep, along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address clearly printed to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. I'll repeat that for you. Send in two box stops marked top from packages of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep, along with 10 cents in cash and your name and address printed clearly to Superman, Box 157, Battle Creek, Michigan. Don't delay. Send for your sundial wristwatch tonight so that you'll get it that much sooner. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. Our scene is the sumptuous living room of a penthouse suite in one of the most exclusive apartment buildings in Metropolis. A thin, gaunt woman dressed in scarlet is seated on a dark velvet couch. On either side of her, their bulging green eyes reflecting the light from a floor lamp, is a coal black Persian cat. The woman is known only as the Scarlet Widow. And at the moment, she is reading Lois Lane's story in the late edition of the Daily Planet. And her long, bony fingers are caressing the paper as though the story had pleased her. The ghost of a smile plays about her bluish lips. And spots of color highlight her sunken parchment-like cheeks. Suddenly, she looks up. And the short, weasel-faced man standing in front of her smiles. Interesting story, ain't it, Widow? Yes, Snickers. Very interesting. Lord, blimey. Wouldn't we have a rum go of it if we only had this Superman bloke under our thumbs, eh? No reason why we can't, provided this story is true. Oh, it's true, all right. There ain't nothing printed in the American papers what ain't true. Your faith in things American sometimes turns my stomach, Snickers. Don't be a fool. Americans are trickier than any other people. I wouldn't say that, Widow. Well, I would, and I know them better than you do. I was born here. I've lived with them. 
And now I've come back to turn them over to the enemy. Funny, isn't it? You, an Englishman, and I, an American, working for what is left of the enemy. A handful of Japs and Germans still in hiding, waiting, planning. I ain't working for nothing but money and plenty of it. Or just as some cut the king's throat as zero he tells for the prize. <laughs> beautiful sentiment, Snickers. Simply beautiful. But we're not cutting any throats. That's far too crude. The Scarlet Widow works with her mind, not her muscle. Ain't that the truth? Now, listen to me. You were perfectly right a moment ago when you said we'd have a rum go of it if we could get this Superman person under our thumb. Well, that's our goal, Snickers. And the first step is to lay our hands on the meteor mentioned in this story. How do we go about it? You're the best safe cracker and lock picker on the continent, bar none, aren't you? Yes, according to Scotland Yard, I am. Then a simple little museum vault should offer you no obstacle. It's now ten minutes after midnight. By dawn, that meteor should be in our possession. Think you can do it? If I can't with her, there ain't nobody what can. <laughs> Stroking her two sleek pets, the Scarlet Widow smiles understandingly. For a moment, her gray-green eyes resemble those of her cats. Then she nods. I believe you're right, Snickers. If you can't, nobody can. I'm going to let you try it tonight. And so, Clark Kent's fear that an enemy of Superman would come into possession of the one thing on Earth capable of rendering the Man of Steel harmless is about to be realized. What will happen... Will the Scarlet Widow get the piece of kryptonite? If she does, then what? Don't miss a word of tomorrow's tense, exciting episode. Superman is fighting for his very life, so join with him as he battles against the most dangerous woman in the world, the Scarlet Widow. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, and follow The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the makers of that super delicious cereal, Kellogg's Pep. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.